welcome back to Rough Talk VR. Dive into your weekly dose of in-depth game reviews, exclusive developer chats, and the freshest scoop on MetaQuest and the VR universe. Today, we're in good hands with the dynamic father-son duo D-Scruffles and Stratus, ready to decode and discuss all things virtual reality. Hey, welcome to this episode of Rough Talk VR. You know, today we're joined for an interview in... It's yeah, a good one. I'm excited for this one. Today we're joined with Ryan Rutherford. He's the Rutherford. Rutherford. He's the co-founder of the studio behind Dungeons of Eternity. And he's also the game designer behind the game. You know, probably wears the, you know, many hats. You know, we'll find that out a little bit more. But, you know, I'm so excited for this one. We've been playing been playing Dungeons of Eternity basically every night. Yeah. I can't I can't help it. I'm addicted to getting <laughs> I really can't help it. I'm 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 hooked. So as a fan, you know, I'm I'm so excited to talk to you today, Ryan. So before we get carried away, though, do you mind introducing yourself a little bit more to our listeners and also telling them exactly what Dungeons of Eternity is? I, I imagine they've sure. heard it yeah, from I'm us a few times. People have heard the wave, but anyways. <laughs> well, I can start with the studio. Um, yeah, so my name is Ryan Rutherford. I'm game designer at Othergate and one of the co-founders. Uh, we're a small, really small team. We're about six people um, full-time, and then we have additional help with audio and music and such. And the, the core team of other gate is you know, around six people, but the, we have four co-founders and we have an interesting history leading up to this company. Uh, we started around 2021. Uh, before that though, we, you know, several of us were at Oculus for about seven plus years. So we've been doing VR for quite a long time and went through all the different iterations of, you know, gear VR was where we started and DK one to all of it through, you know, the Rift launch and then working with you know, touch controllers and figuring out how to do full body IK and some of the projects we did internally there were dead and buried. I'm not sure anyone has played that or is familiar with that, but it was like a, a 2v2 multiplayer shootout for the Rift. So we got sort of early ex um, experience doing, you know, full body avatars, multiplayer, um, things like that as, as a small team. And then from there we went and did, you know, tech demos for, um, other platforms uh, within the company. And then we went and did this crazy dead and buried arena demo where it was like 80 by 60 room scale or arena scales, what we called it. Uh, three, I guess three on three, like quest one heads. So I'm not sure if you guys have seen that before that was at like Oculus connect five or something like that. So we did some crazy tech demos there. Um, we've had a lot of experience as a team and then we decided it was time to leave and start our own studio and focus on building our own VR games with unlimited control, <laughs> go and build whatever the heck we want. So that's, you know, that's where, how other gate found it, you know, that's the short story. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed already at the, cause you, I mean, you've been in this for a long yeah, time, a real seven, OG. Yep. seven plus years working, working with Oculus is that's insane. Yeah, and did you have, I mean, it sounds like you bounced around a lot of different projects, you know, some software, and did you have a technical title at Oculus, like a, a specific role, or did you bounce around a lot? I, my title was like software engineer, but I don't write any code. <laughs> so <laughs> we were like this little, you know, you know, we call ourselves the little strike team within Oculus Studios. So we had, <laughs> Studios was the sort of the the publisher you know, publishing things like Asgard's Wrath and uh, Lone Echo and these bigger titles. And then we were like these, this tiny little team internally going out and, you know, prototyping the, you know, with the new hardware and seeing what we can do and push those things. And then some of those things would turn into tech demos that we'd show 
at you know GDC or Oculus Connect and show other developers like kind of what the technology was, you know, what was possible with that. So I, mo I mostly focus on, you know, environment art and game design and lighting and all of that. So I'm building a lot of the 3D environments that you've interacted in and, and then kind of thinking from like a high level, like what can we do with this tech? What's, how do we take advantage of this? How do we utilize this to really try and push, you know, presence and, and things like that and immersion with this technology. So we did a lot of things there before that, um, two of us were at id software back in the day. So we've done a lot of first person shooters and that's how I got into, you know, building games and, and things like that. And just from picking up mod tools and building levels. And, uh, so we were at id and so we got to know, uh, you know, Carmack pretty well and everything like that. So when he needed help, we were, we were already in an external studio. We were doing mobile games and he reached out to us and wanted us to prototype with the gear VR and, um, yeah, that was, I was hooked ever since, you know, I just love working in the yards. It's such a cool platform to work on, you know, so it's, I've been focusing on that for about seven plus years, but the rest of the team has too. We picked up a couple others along the way. And those, those guys became the core founding members of other gate. And now that's, we're on to dungeons of eternity. So that's a hell of a background Holy. all around. I mean, it shows why well, some, to be that deep in the technology and then I'm sure you were privy to technology that may or may not have come to fruition. Mm -hmm, so you got sure. to like try things that even as a consumer today, we've never got to experience and probably have an understanding more of the future of the projects than the average person as well. So to be able Seeing to the evolution has been really interesting and really exciting, you know, being part of the going from, you know, no, we had, you know, just the DK one, you could look around, but you couldn't move. And then we had the DK two, we had this little ex external sensor and you had this little volume that you could move within, but it was very limited, but you could start to see the, the promise there. And then you had like the room scale with rift and everything. And then, well, we need to, we just had an Xbox controller. So then they developed touch controllers and then just the evolution of it. You could just see, it's almost like we, it happened. It's amazing how fast it happened. Like it happened too fast to where we're. I think a lot of, you know, game design and things or even genres are trying to catch up or we're experiencing, a lot of developers are experimenting with things, see what works, but then there's like this new, now we have MR coming online. So we have this new technology that's going to disrupt in different ways, or there's going to be new experiences altogether that we can build with MR. So it's, it's constantly, it's cool to see the, the, the fast evolution and, of this, of this platform really. And now we're at a point that there's a standalone headset with pancake yep. lenses. It's mm -hmm. going to have full Crazy. upper body tracking yeah. soon. It's going to have AI yep. estimated Consumer legs. friendly too. It's not the, the most expensive hardware. To no, 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 not at all. So, I mean, it's, it is amazing to see how far it's come. And you look at your background, you know, not just yours, other people at the, the studio as well. You know, Oculus, ID, you know, influences from, from Carmack. ID used to be the shit. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. It's. It shows why something that's huge about Dungeons of Eternity, the gameplay loop in it is just fun. All other things aside, it's just fun to go in, do a run, finish, and do another run. And the, the gameplay loop itself is fun. And there's a lot of core game philosophy to learn, you know, or in those influences that you sure. guys came from. So you can really see the experience that the team has in just how fun Dungeons of Eternity is. And with the studio coming together in 2021, I guessing this is other gates first game correct correct yeah yeah but for their first game look how polished it is look how fun it is yeah, it's just it came a out, fun even loop. optimized it with the 
which the we Quest mentioned. 3. Yeah, for yeah. the Quest 3, which, holy Moses. So it's just a fun gameplay loop, and that's so important, uh, in my opinion, for why the game's so successful, because it's fun. Sometimes people try to it's make a game. It's thing is what it yeah. is, because you get reward, so... It's not just built <laughs> off of one gimmick, one gameplay mechanic, one game mode. It's just a it's fun starting to make sense loop. now, though, when you have a team like that, that, I mean, collectively can know, like, what's going to attract the player, what's going to get the player coming back, and feeding that need, mm-hmm. which you and I like to do the, the dungeon runs to get loot. Yeah, addicted on loot. I'm, I'm always searching for a better, you know, a better chest drop of, like, I hear rumor of epics, mm-hmm. which I've never personally <laughs> experienced, but which we can we can actually jump into if you want, because I have questions about the is Ask is away. there ep- <laughs> is there is there epic weapons? Like, is there actually an epic? There's I know the, you've got rare, unique, legendary, legendary, well, common as well. We skip common. Yeah. So yeah, there are only right now there are only four sets. So you got the common, you got unique rare and then legendary and then as you move up through the game though like through the you level up you know in a traditional you know dungeon crawler or something like that so you level up through these invisible tiers basically so you, the game jumps in difficulty but we also unlock you know new weapon styles and so at the beginning of the game you even around level 20 some you know 25 or so you might pick up a legendary sword but it's maybe you know you can't see on the screen, but maybe this big, you know. So <laughs> when you get legendary later, when you're level 45 or something, it's gonna the, the blade will be longer. It's gonna look cooler. So we unlock new styles as you play through. So you may get a legendary later. It's gonna have different stats, different perks, and such. But it also should look much cooler. You should it should look badass. So, so over time, we can also add more to this general this giant pool of assets. To you know, you may we may have an update. We throw in some new styles, and you jump back in. And oh, I've never seen this before. And that's even fun from like the developer side. Like we always, it's kind of like a common game design trope where, or game developer thing where you say that you make games for yourself. And there is a lot of that, right? Because you want to, you want to make something you enjoy playing. And the idea of being able to just hop into a game, smash up on some, a bunch of monsters with your friends and keep collecting things that's exciting for the developers who've built everything and like being able to see and experience new things all the time. Uh, that was, a big part of the core, you know, philosophy and design of the game. So we wanted to build something to where even we can jump back in and, and enjoy it over and over again. And I'll still hop in with, you know, new new players who are playing the game live and everything and have a, a really good time and come across situations to where I've never encountered coming in this room from this angle, seeing these monsters with these weapons. And there's enough variation there that we felt pretty good about the replayability and how it could work, but we knew we were building like a foundation of something we could continue to add to so we can keep it fresh, you know, long-term for, for fans of the game relatively easily with, through, you know, new styles of weapons and without even adding new weapon types, that's a whole other thing, but just adding more styles to where it's, it's fresh to come back to over and so over and over co- again, hopefully. The, the co-founder of the game, the game designer is still himself encountering new situations. That's incredible. And you threw something in there so subtly that I didn't know. So I knew the game was ran like with loot. It was random, randomly generated the style, the, the perks associated with it. I knew all that, but what I didn't know is that the size of it correlates mm-hmm. with your level. Cause I mean, when I first started playing, I was like, man, all my swords are, they're so, they're so short. And then I recently got a sword that's much longer. And I'm about level hmm, 23, 24. 
So as I keep leveling up, my my weapons are going to get bigger, longer blades, and everything like that. Bigger and better in every way, basically. Yeah. Holy yeah. moly! Yes, yeah, I didn't know that. That's, what I'm that's saying. incredible. It's like, I almost we don't wish have. I like, didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have like cloud strife size swords yet. You know, someone in the Discord the other day was asking for that, which was great. Which swords, would be pretty you know? funny. Yeah, and um, but they, yeah, they get larger and and just cooler looking, and to you know re- really want to encourage players to continue playing and going after that that cool loot so well the players are playing because i i mean we had you know we had early access so we were in it but i i still looked at leaderboards mm-hmm. and then on day one we were instantly down to like eight thousand. i was like Ooh, I oh that- my god i'm like what the hell just happened <laughs> i was like i went from like 20 something on one of them to to literally thousands and then a week <laughs> later i'm like wow it's just going down people are hitting it hard to be able to get one yeah one loop and so have, out of the gate yeah i think people were yeah no pun intended to other gate either but <laughs> are you able to say off the top of your head uh how many different weapons are actually in the game and even more difficult how many different perks are in the game <laughs> i can tell you how many types so there are eight types of weapons so you have like a sword an axe hammer things like that and then we have within there we have like the magic staffs and within the magic staffs there are seven or eight different variations of those as well so we have like the fireball staff which you know that's it's the magic staffs are um our answer to the magic system in our game so we put everything into the weapons to keep you know have just a very few number of systems so all the magic stuff goes through the weapon system and everything. So we have these different magic staffs. So one's a healing staff. So if one wants to play as a healer, they go around and zap everyone and fill them up with health. If they want to freeze someone and then some you know, another player can come over and have these really cool co-op moments where one player freezes them, comes over and smashes with the axe. You know, um, that never gets old, which is which is cool. Um, yeah, that's me and him. That's yeah. our play style. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting that the ice. The I ice love staff. The, the double double team bully method yeah. is so friggin' awesome. Then within those we have you know different styles like visual styles like we have within the sword you have like a saber or you know a broadsword and things like that so there are visual um, varieties within each type as well so there's a bunch and then there are different perks on top of that i can't remember off the top of my head how many perks are some of the perks are shared between all the different weapons and then certain weapons have their own perks themselves there are only for that weapon so we have like throwing distance for the axe. You can only get that on, on an axe. Although it was pretty cool. I got a sword the other night that is throwable. And that was that was a really nice perk to have on a sword. I was like, no way this thing's throwable. Then I chuck well, it at the... What's weird is when you threw it, I could sense the weight of the sword. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense to hear, but I, I could tell. I'm like, that's a heavy sword. Yeah. Well, it didn't just plop down neither like you would normally throw a sword. So you could tell it was it was throwable. And for yourself as the co-founder, you know, game designer, do you have a favorite weapon that you have found so far? I love just using the axe. That's my favorite weapon. I love throwing the axe. That was something we got in pretty early in the game. We really wanted to have this feeling of, you know, uh, the early gauntlet games, you're throwing axes or, uh, you know, God of War where you're Kratos and you're throwing like the latest God of War where it feels really good to throw those weapons. And what would that feel like in VR? What I want to be those characters. I want to play, play those roles, you know, as a player and, and, so that was something we got in pretty early and we wanted to make it easy, you know, like where you basically throw in that direction and you're going to hit the monster and it just feels really good. So I love using the axe. Um, I love using the bow as well. It's fun to just 
It's really, <laughs> I think it feels good, but it's just fun to run around and use the bow. So it's, yeah, all the weapons have their own sort of thing that makes them special or unique. Yeah, I, I even like running in with the sword and just, you know, sword playing with the, with the skeletons as you can parry <laughs> them and everything. And then, you know, depending on where they have their armor, you know, we can, if you, if they're not wearing pants, you know, you can go for the legs and take them out. You know, if they're, if they have a helmet on, then they have more protection up there. And, but the sword's really good about kind of delivering specific hits in different areas. So I've also each, found each weapon kind of has their thing, right? So quite effective with stabbing, be a little pokey with the, the sword. It's kind of nice on the zombies because yep. they're walking up slow. You can just kind of jab and back up, jab and back up. I um, love that you can block also. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can, you can defend as well as. I mean, well, I'm talking about the red guys because they they give me the most battle. Like the red, <laughs> the red armored skeletons with swords that are are and jump at you. Yeah. And the first time I the first time I shot my crossbow at at one and it dodged, I went, "What? It just dodged a freaking arrow, man!" And then he <laughs> like he jumped to the side and then literally jumped at me. And of course, I got hit at that time, but I was not prepared for that kind of. NPC mechanic, no and dodging you, an arrow. And you mentioned staffs, and that there's some variety on them. This one's a, a selfish question for myself. I did find <laughs> uh, a staff that had no perk on it. It was just a wooden stick, basically. Yeah. Am I missing something with that weapon, or is that basically no? It to... It's it's a stick, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big walking po- stick. You can like poke <laughs> the spiders if you want, but okay. Uh, that we was actually my vibe. In the new update, we renamed that to a melee staff to hopefully avoid confusion there. But we've had a lot of questions about that. It's got like just the light on the end and you can use it as a light with it. <laughs> How am I using it wrong? Yeah, no, that's, that's funny. funny. That's actually the answer I was, I was hoping for as well. Uh, so just to jump around a bit, you know, we didn't go into this part specifically. You know, mm-hmm. how did Dungeons of Eternity come to be? I think it's, you know, we all come together and think about what are obviously what, you know, what do we want to make? Uh, what's inspiring us? What are things we've wanted to make for a long time? But some of us on the team have wanted to do, you know, randomly generated levels for a long time. Like, it seemed like a good challenge. It seemed like a good, um, way to maximize the amount of content in the game for our small team as well. And looking at the sort of the ecosystem as well, there, there are dungeon crawlers for VR. Most of them are on PC side or you have things like Blade and Sorcery, which is playing with it's more of a simulation game without going through a bunch of dungeons or like a lot of progression. So, but we know those games are really interesting and popular and we like those games on traditional, we like Diablo and Zelda and Gauntland and things like that. So that's sort of the direction we started in. And then we started looking for, well, what is really inspiring this game? What is, what's the feeling we're going after as well? So I like to look at different films and different games and things like that. And that scene in, there's a lot of inspiration for Dungeons of Eternity, but that scene from the first Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, where they're in the mines of Moria and they get locked in and then the, the orcs come in and the cave troll busts through and you have everyone there. The whole fellowship is there and they're just defending and they're basically playing a co-op dungeon controller in, in this movie. And it's very much a, a video game scene, I think, in a movie. And that feeling of being you know, in these areas where you have enemies coming from all directions and using physics-based combat to take them out. And someone can play as Legolas and use the bow or, and throw axes and do all these things and then work well together and do it in VR. That was kind of the feeling we we're going after. And so just kind of once we started building that, we're like, yeah, this seems like a good 
business decision as well. Like there weren't a lot of games like this for the store. It seemed like something people were asking for as well. You know, let's build a co-op game instead of a, a PVP game. Let's build something without guns. Let's build something, you know, with physics focus and let's push on some new tech with, you know, random generated dungeons and weapons. So it kind of checked all the boxes and we just started heading in that direction. And once we got, one of the first things we do is try and get multiplayer up and running because that's the foundation. You have to build everything on top of the, the network stack. And we started just playing around and we would just, we have these high level ideas of what the game could be, but then we start playing around and figuring out, oh, this would be cool. Or, oh, look at him up there. Look how cool that is. Like, what if we get up there easily? Okay, well, what if we had, you know, change could climb? And then, you know, we found out that that was really fun, but then it was hard to dismount. And so we just iterate and we just kind of build the game over and over um, and jump in over and over. And, you know, we have a direction we're heading and things that we want to try and accomplish, but, you know, it, that core gameplay loop and that foundation is absolutely the most important. So once we found that it was, there was some fun thing, some fun element there, then start to scope it out. And, and, you know, I think it took about eight months to finally lock down a good solid demo build, um, which, you know, really looking back was. I think that came together pretty quickly. I think we had a good idea of where we wanted to go with it. And we had experience building multiplayer before. So this was just a sort of a different approach. Let's put the t- put players on a team and let's fight some monsters. And once we got that working and um, just went from there and then we just kept building more and more. And yeah, that's well, kind of how it started. The random aspect of the game is everything, both in Lou and oh, no, in Dungeons. A million percent game changer for replayability. Mm-hmm. Every, what? 20 minutes basically you're getting new dungeons you know yep. four different areas yep, different so it, it's incredible and like you said earlier you know you're still yourself encountering new situation stuff so random is everything in this game and was that a, a struggle from you know a game design standpoint to I get was working even from a programming yeah. standpoint is it easier to do fixed levels or easier <laughs> to, to program do- something to randomize fixed levels yeah. i would think the randomization would be harder i, you know, I imagine so as well at first you're like, oh yeah, that's going to be too bad. Like we could, we could do that. Like we're like the random dungeons are basically going to be this classic Zelda dungeon layouts, essentially where, where that layout structure comes from, where you have room to room, to room, to room, and it's all put together or like a Metroidvania type type game where you have these separate chunks within the hole and then you have this whole dungeon and then these little, so we would build these little pre-built rooms and then we'd have different doors so we could rotate the, the room and put locks up or, and, and gates and then. Uh, change the visual style. So we have like these different realms and, you know, on paper, that's, that's not that hard, but then you, you get in there and you start building it. And it's like, all right, we built the rooms and then you got to build a whole random generation system. We started with a different solution early on and then decided we need to just build our own. So we built a ton of custom tools, a ton of custom, um, you know, features within the game that allow us to iterate quickly or test things quickly and, you know, debug menus and just a whole suite of tools to help the development side. And yeah, it was a challenge. It was a challenge to build the, the, the random generation working over multiplayer, making sure everyone, everyone is synced up and can, people can you know jump in at any time, have this playing the same level. You, you know, we had a point where people are jumping in, the levels are different. It's like, well, that's that <laughs> completely breaks everything, you know? Um, so there were a lot of challenges there. Um, balancing a randomly generated in co-op game where people are different levels, different skill sets. You know, I think even in VR, we have different skill sets, different. I've heard the game is way too easy. I've heard the game is way too hard. 
and balancing for that is impossible. <laughs> so we, we, we try and iterate and just try and you know, we'll listen to the feedback and say, this is too hard. Or we watch videos and see where things aren't working. And we just try and balance as best we can with, with all the different varied play styles that players have. And, you know, you, in VR, you're bringing your body in. So people are physically, physically, uh, physically swinging weapons and moving around. And it's a lot different than just pushing a button on the controller and trying to balance to that is already difficult. So trying to balance for a randomly generated game in general is just, that was a challenge. And then, yeah, the technical challenges is putting it all together. Just comes with the territory, <laughs> building a networking game. So, well, random, random generated dungeons. And then within the dungeons, you've got the chests that, that are randomly I'm placed. assuming are random, randomly generated. And then if you've got people of extreme level differences playing at the same time, does it compensate for I think that? It scales with, to the highest level player, correct? It's supposed to find the average, but oftentimes okay. it's, okay. you know, that's if you have three and they're, you're, you're going to get a harder play session. So that's hard for new players. So, you know, eventually we're going to add, um, you know, either difficulty selection or different levels have, you know, difficulty baked in. So you can kind of select, you know, something that fits more of your play style or you want to play something a little bit easier or more for a challenge. You know, you want to, you have more options. So would a higher difficulty level grant you better loot? I think that there's a lot of ways to do it. You could do it so that if you die, you don't get any loot unless you escape. You could call it an extreme mode. You know, I'm down for that stuff. Well, yeah, just, a lot of players have wanted something like that, like a hardcore mode to where it's you, know, you die, you lose everything, or you don't get to keep all of your loot, or, you know, we take off auto-aim on the weapons, and you, you've got to run over and pick up your weapons, like all of these things. There's <laughs> <laughs> Higher difficulty yeah, enemies, I don't know if I'm too. throwing my axe if yeah. I got to go run and pick it up. Well, because yeah. I feel for you, you all, with the exactly what you said, you can't, you know, some people it's too easy, some people it's too hard. What I found with the game is when you first go in and you don't know how to play yet, and you're in your yeah. peasant clothes, and you have your basic axe and everything, and it's your, your sword. It's it's hard, but then <laughs> it is. you get you get better both as a player, and your loot gets better. Like your weapons get a lot better, oh, and you get perks. And yeah, so then it hits the point where it's not that it's too easy, but definitely it gets easier. You know, it's like a a challenge your first couple runs, and then from there you should be able, in my opinion, to. Well, carry. I also like to think you get better at something the more you correct you're playing your skill it, gets so just you're, na yep. you're natural correct. Like, Correct. No matter what the game. So I think some sort of difficulty settings or an extreme mode hardcore, something like that, Dude, it would I've help. Heard, I've heard people want everything for this game. Well, from it's from so good. that, I've heard the PvP, which we even questioned if that's ever coming down the road. Because the swords clink together good. Yeah, when you're just hanging it just in the made us wonder if like... Yeah. But I love the focus on co-op because I'm I'm such a big co-op fan and co-op in VR. Oh, is I've heard the endless best. mode too. People want <laughs> yeah. like an endless mode. They can keep that. You know, that's all. <laughs> that's all them. Yeah, the problem um, we run with like the endless mode, which is funny because that seems like something we definitely should do, and we have talked a lot about how we can do that. Um, is just people are burning through their batteries playing VR <laughs> games and burning through batteries playing this game. Like we were surprised at the the average playtime session uh, within. Like on our dashboard, like, oh, wow, people are playing this game for a long time and swapping batteries and things like that. And so if you have like this endless mode, there'd have to be some sort of save system involved where you can jump back in or, or the levels are really short and you go down and then you go until your battery dies or something. <laughs> well, I love that ability. You can I didn't pick. even think of that, but yeah, I, I kill it's my another battery playing. design bottleneck we have there, right? Whereas like on PC, <laughs> you can just sit down and play forever. 
or on your phone, like the phone charge lasts pretty long, but the um, quest it's, it's not as long. So that kind of holds us back from doing certain things like that. So we'll have to work around it and come up with, you know, maybe some sort of safe solution, you know, like I was saying. Well, that's a good problem to have if people are playing your game yeah. for longer than <laughs> the headset allows in a battery session. That's a good problem. That means people are freaking loving it. Oh, no. Just look at the leaderboards. Yeah, exactly. And is there any weapon variant that you have that is super random, super low pickup chance, you know, that you've yet to see anybody pick up like a lightsaber or something like that? There's unfortunately <laughs> nothing like that yet. You know, um, it's it's really like you have to play until we unlock basically the last tier when you get to level 50. So you got to level all the way up to finally get the last set of, of weapons. So if you want to collect legendary of everything, you have to get all the way of like the best weapons. You have to get all the way to the end and then play enough to collect those weapons again, basically. And there, there are people out there who have gotten a level 50 within like three days. Which what? Is and our, so is pretty impressive. <laughs> level 50 is the max level. It sounds like, level, is, yeah. is there plans to raise that level? Yeah. <laughs> we all like you were saying like there's so many ideas and we have um you know infinite ideas for this game as well and aligning with the community and what people are looking for or interested in or like what is what can we you know pull off or what can we surprise players with that's part of what we're working on right now is figuring out you know the roadmap and figuring out how we're going to update this thing uh, over time because we have so many things we could do with it but you know we want to keep the core of the game there and not change up things we want to build on it and improve it and add things that make that better make the end game better make make it work better for new users make it work better for um players who've been playing for a long time or jump back in you know so i think there's a lot of things we can do and we're figuring a lot of that stuff out at the moment actually well that's one of the most uh i guess asked things i see yes is plan you know is there anything for a roadmap is there end game content sounds like planned it's, it's like a highway not a roadmap. yeah so it sounds yeah, like pretty you, much. <laughs> you have stuff ideas bouncing around is there anything that you're able to say of you know we would like to add this content this roadmap or this end game content anything like that that you're able to, sure. to comment on yeah why not i mean a lot of people want you know, new weapon types. So I think we'll add more weapons because the combat is, is just core to the experience. Like you add a new weapon type, I think the game's going to feel a lot different. So anytime we can add a new weapon type, that's going to be, I think, a big deal for the game. Uh, new weapon, new monsters, of course. So we're working on stuff there. Uh, more varied types there will also just completely change the, the replay value, I think, of the game and the combat moment to moment. And then, you know, everyone wants, you know, two-handed swords. That's actually a pretty easy thing for us to do. We just need to implement, you know, larger swords, basically, <laughs> and give them, you know, bigger damage and, and things like that. But we have the systems and, the, and things like that already built in. So we could add things like that pretty easily. A um, bunch of more rooms and chambers. So as we add to that overall pool of, of rooms, then, you know, then you'll be playing dungeons again and you'll encounter new rooms all together. So it's, we could completely change. We can go in different directions with the game. We could add a ton more traps or a ton more puzzles. And if we had a ton of puzzles, the game pace changes quite a bit, you know, if, or if we add, you know, more large arenas, it's more of an arena game. Now it feels different. So we can also add more specific rooms to say we add more crypt rooms. So like underworld, that realm gets a bit more diversified. Then we start adding stuff on 
more like keeps and things like that, then Lava Forge, the other realms will start to diversify more. So over time, I think the game will, will grow in that sense, but you know, we'll have more reasons to jump back in and the experience of going through dungeons should constantly be refreshed in different ways. So that's our plan with the updates. We just don't want to go out and like promise these things. And then they never come. Those are, those are like the easy ones. I think like those are like guaranteed (laughs) givens, but you know, these other features that we have in mind, we were a little hesitant to say at the moment because no, understandable. (laughs) You like to, you, you like to deliver what, what you promise, but what's cool about this because of the random aspect, you had one new weapon, you had one new variant to it. Yep. Just off of there, that adds so much new loot possibilities. Just yes. with that one addition, you add a new room type that adds so many new oh, dungeons. Let's, let's not even bring up the the just the basic stuff like you know uh, armor or different mm-hmm. you know changes to your avatar. So that that's a whole mm-hmm. other area of yeah. There's so much. I knew the. I mean, I I saw people wanting to know the roadmap, and I was like pretty confident that. There's more there, was, to come. there was more to yeah. come. It was just seemed obvious. But even if it didn't, if the game stopped today, no, we've, it's a great we, game. I think we even said that that there doesn't. It's one of those situations where you could, if like you were just, if this was all you ever did and that's all you were willing to do, it's a great product. It's like there's no disappointment. Mm-hmm. But I, I just felt that there was going to be a lot more. <laughs> it was it was only the beginning. That, that was definitely like from the beginning. We wanted to build something that we could continue to add to and build on. But then we didn't want to come out either as though that was the plan. like, wait till later, guys, we're going to actually mm-hmm. add the game over time. We didn't want to come out that way. We want to come out and say, this is enough right now. Like there's you know, 50 plus hours of gameplay. You can play co-op. You can, there's a bunch of weapons, a bunch of monsters. There's enough game there and hopefully enough people like it to where we can change to support it. Cause it is actually a lot of fun to work on. It's a, it's, it's the coolest game I've ever worked on. I love jumping in and just building new dungeons and. And thinking of the new monsters and, and then jumping in and seeing them in VR is just fun to be a VR developer because you get to jump in and see your work in, in front of you or be in the space that you build. So it's incredibly rewarding for us as well to work on this. And so I, I, I'm happy with how it came out and I think it has enough content at launch, but the things that we can add over time, I, I think will be just, it will improve the game, make it, you know, last longer and, and give a lot of value to players and. We have some new things that I'm really excited to start thinking about and designing that I think will be good surprises to players and hopefully we can pull it off. <laughs> so well, there's a new thing coming down the right down the line that they're exciting. I, th- I think it's a, a genius way to roll something out, mm-hmm. especially if you're going into it with full intent that everyone's on board, that we want to continue this. It's not a, you know, let's just call it a wrap and move on to the next. Yeah. You know, we had to build a lot of that into the pipeline and, and the, the foundation of the game to where, okay, if we start adding more weapons, can we do that? Or do we have to redesign this entire system? We want to avoid things like that, you know? So. And I, I love the concept of potential like sub tiers of dungeon runs. Like here's a puzzle, more heavy puzzle yeah. run. Here's a more, yep. yeah. I love that. Cause then you, I like the Dude, puzzle. I'll take, I'll take anything. I'll take anything because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm already a satisfied customer, you know? So it's like anything more is just like, yes. Yeah. And I think I still get excited with a new, a new weapon or it might be a, a similar weapon, but a different perk that's attached to it. And mm-hmm. I guess changes a little bit. And, oh my God. Yeah. And, I, and that's something we can easily add more, like more perks. So then you just start getting more random weapons again. And it's like, Oh, I've never seen this perk. What does this <laughs> do? Or 
you know, none of the magic staffs actually have perks yet. So we start adding those to the magic staffs to where you could, you know, heal someone and then, you know, another perk allows you to resurrect them instantly or something, or you can maybe heal yourself or the, the ice could, could come up with some new attack that, <laughs> that doesn't just freeze one enemy, it freezes multiple. So there's really a lot of things we could do. So exciting rollable staff. <laughs> yeah. Throw, yeah. Javelin. The javelin perch, you know, the, a lot of people want spears and things like that. So, <laughs> yeah, the the game Spider does so pokers. much, so much well. I don't want to be over complimentary, but it's hard not to with a, a game like this. It got very good scores from the two of us. Oh yeah, even down to the simple stuff like the puzzle mechanics that are in it, and you know, the game does a, a great job making you feel like a, a hero at the end of each run. Uh, when you, whether that's a crystal run, and now you're doing the final end fight with the. The guardians yeah. or what we typically do, you know, when you, we go to use the teleporter and extract out and then all of a sudden we're got to get our batteries and do a huge battle. You know, I remember uh, way back in the day, I was excited for the lead up of Star Wars, the Old Republic. It was like an MMO mm. that was coming. Oh, out. Yeah. And they had talked that something big that they wanted to do was recreate the Star Wars feel of you're outnumbered. You're one mm. one person right. against 20. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it feels like Maybe it's just because I have a really good rhythm and now I'm like flow state and I'm killing everyone. Yep. Sometimes it feels like I'm able to kill the enemies in the the final battle a little bit easier than like mm. when there's only two or three of them attacking us throughout the dungeon or when there's a mass amount of enemies coming at you at the end. Are they scaled down a little bit or am I just doing better in the game? It's um, the little of you being really good. <laughs> just taking them out quickly. Um, and part of it's just the way the encounters are set up. Like we could, okay, we could add more of those even over time to where like the end round it's, you've probably gotten used to the way maybe they spawn in that last. There's only maybe a few options, few different ways that they will spawn in terms of like the cadence of spawning and the enemy types. But as we add more enemy types as well, or we can add more variation there to where they spawn faster. And then there's like a break. We just have a limitation with how many you can have on screen basically or many active at once with the quest hardware. It's, you know, with one player, we could, if we knew it was only one player, we could probably triple or quadruple the amount of enemies at once. But, you know, someone else jumps in and then another player jumps in. We can only have, you know, six extra enemies at once. And so once one dies, we quickly respawn another to try and make it feel as though it's, it's, you're not fighting one at a time. So we have to play with some of the timings there to, to make it feel right well and you're also limited to what what power you have in front of you to make this yeah, all happen on the so I, I totally yeah. get the yeah from a, a technology current standpoint mm -hmm. i get it where you you can't just have a an infinite mount coming out uh, at once and you know <laughs> speaking of three three players in total how did you come up with that number to do a team of three you know why i know somebody on on reddit i was out you know why not four you know why not yep. five yep. you know what what made you decide on three? We had four at first, and the rooms felt there were a lot. There are several reasons. One, going back to the enemy count, if we have four, we have to add more enemies. So we're already at like this this bottleneck of this. We had a certain quality bar that we hit, and we're like, we let's make the game look like this, run like this. We wanted the characters to look like this. They wanted to be full body avatars. That the environments needed to be, you know, we wanted to have large areas, small areas a big range of um, different environments and, and detail. So there were a lot of things there we, we wanted to retain. So with three, 
it also was easy for our development team to work on. So we have a small team. We could have, if we have, you know, six people working, we have two teams as well. So that helps development. And we would, you know, we could just have more enemies on screen. We could have, it was less communication going on, going on. It was, it was a bit more intimate with three players. So it's a lot of little decisions like that, that kind of led us to, let's just do three for now. And if we ended up doing anything beyond that later on, it's, we'd have to optimize a lot to make it work for four, though I still feel like it felt tight in a lot of the areas and then in bigger areas, it didn't seem to make that much of a difference. So three just felt right. Like the more we played it and it just, it just checked a lot of the boxes and that's just the direction we went in. Like if we did something like a, a five player raid down the road, we'd probably have to have a whole new set of, you know, content that you go through that's a bit more optimized or downgraded in some way to make it run on the quest too, because that's really our, the main target platform. I feel like three is a sweet number too. For for this style of game, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. As I, I was thinking, like four to me would just we usually and do then two. Five would just why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, know? and I've played, you know, other you know Apex Legends teams of three, and you know there's other games out there who kind of do like teams three versus four for different reasons, um, unrelated. But one of the inspirations for the game was I used to love playing this game growing up with my dad. Actually, uh, so he got me in the games as well. Um, called Secret of Mana. I'm not sure if you guys ever played that on Super Nintendo. But that was no. a, it was, it was a Squaresoft game and it was basically Zelda, you know, top down isometric, not isometric, but top down perspective, but for the Super Nintendo and you could have up to three players, which it only had two controller ports on the, so you had to buy this extra adapter to actually play three <laughs> players on the Super Nintendo. But, um, it's a lot easier these days where you can play it on the Switch and things like that. So. But it's, it was a great three player co op game, like way back in the day. And it was super simple. You could switch weapons to like any type of weapon you wanted to within, you know, there's some, definitely some inspiration from that game that made it into this game. And I think subconsciously, maybe the three player aspect of that, which worked so well, I thought in that game carried over to this in some way. So, so have you just always been a, like us for VR co op is that's our thing. Have you always just your whole life been a co op gamer? I've always loved co-op games. Yeah. It's, you know, like I was saying, I used to play games all the time with my dad and we'd also play Serious Sam, which was an awesome co-op game. It's just, <laughs> you, you just don't think you just run a gun and it's just a lot of fun, you know? And so a lot of that, um, just all like my, my kids, we play like the latest Mario just came out and it's, you can play co-op basically side scroller Mario. So we're loving that. Uh, so I love playing co-op games. I've always wanted to make one because it's just fun to interact with your friends and other people like that. But in VR, it's just totally different. We noticed that when we were working at Oculus, like anytime we got people in the same room in VR, it was that magic. It was, they had a demo way back um, to show off the Rift controllers, the, the early touch controllers, and it was called Toy Box. And they put you in a room and the demo was basically a floating head and, and, and two hands and a table, very basic looking table. And color, different colored blocks and everything. And you interacted with someone else across the table and they could be thousands of miles away. Cause it was just network based, but no one, we'd never seen anything like this before. And it truly was like that magic moment of, oh, I see why you know, Facebook bought this tech, <laughs> like this <laughs> idea of like presence and being in the same room with someone across any distance was magical and seeing someone across from you interacting with environments or objects and passing them to you. It's like, there was just so 
it truly was magical to see. And I've just been thinking for years, like need more co-op games, like it works really well in VR. So once we had the opportunity, I mean, yeah, co-op just seemed to be perfect for VR. So. I agree. As good as co-op is flat screen in VR, it's it's different. And it's for the exact reason you said, you see the other person's avatar right there that you, they wave at you, you know, even on uh, just the Oculus, you know, home, you know, that's the shit dude right there. Yeah. You invite the the other person, they pop Pop up in that avatar. Then they, then you you use use the hand tracking with it. Of course, you know, we flip each other off, give each other (laughs) peace signs. It's something that can only be recreated in VR with Uh, hand tracking and, it's such a, a well, cool feeling. Yeah, PC, you can use gestures and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, but you it's just not click the same. Like a it button can't do it. Can't wiggle my hands in real time. My fingers no, as or I'm dance, doing it. do whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the shit. power of the of this technology. It's the only technology that allows you to really step into this digital world, this other space, this other reality, and then interact with others that way. It's that's what is so cool about it. And it's only going to get better. The technology it's only gonna get better. How it is today is the the worst way we'll ever use it going forward. Like it's only yep. getting better. You know, oh, every, it's, every day you can say that. Yeah. Wait yep. till again the the full upper body trackings in place. Wait till there's the AI tracked legs fully out. It's oh, man, social VR is real avatar scans. <laughs> yeah, that right. which I'd I'd freaking love. Which I do love the avatar aspect of Dungeons of Eternity. It's one more thing that gets me excited. When I find a chest, I like getting new cosmetics, new new heads, yeah. new new if armor. It's, if it's not, if I don't have it yet, I need it. Yeah, that's that's the way yes. it goes. I love unlockables. Very completionist like that. <laughs> so, is there plans to add more of that stuff as well? More heads, more face. I I saw Elvin. You know, I've unlocked some Elvin yep. stuff. Yep. So that's cool, oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, that's a that's also one of those I think low hanging fruit. It's it's a lot of art assets. We have the tools. We have the system built there already. That was a lot of the hard part. You know, so. We add more of that. We can just add it to the pool. Um, we are debating if, you know, if we ever want to theme up any of these and sell them as additional packs or not. You know, we we're, we don't, since they're simply cosmetics, we're toying with ideas like that. Um, there will definitely be free cosmetics that we'll add and free updates as well. So, well, for as of right now, they're purely cosmetic, but has there ever been talk to <laughs> add art, like actual unlockable armor with stats in the game? We decided to keep it all cosmetic for a lot of reasons, um, really simplified things. And then like the armor aspect is start, sort of extracted from that and put into the exo point exo perk system. So you can dress up however you want, look however you want and not, cause that's where it was like, I want to, I want to look like this, or I want to create this type of character. We want to give players a lot of freedom to play how they want, um, design their character, however they wanted to, and keep those other attributes separate. So you don't get too attached to like a certain piece of armor, you know, and then you get some new armor, which doesn't quite fit the aesthetics you want for your character. Then you'd have to lose that. Now, maybe down the road, we yeah, add a way to customize your armor or something like that to, you know, add stats to it. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure we'll go that route, to be honest. Makes it makes sense. And I actually prefer having the ability to choose a side perk for my character than necessarily yep. having a, a like a glove that's going to give me, you know, 10% attack speed because, right. like you but said, you hate the way it looks. Yeah, man, it, it looks yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't go with the motif that I'm sporting mm-hmm. for my. It so reminds yeah, no, me of I, I have no problem with the, the M- side perk. MMOs used to do this thing where you could customize your guy with like 
his wearable stat armor, and then you could put a second layer of a visual layer for that same reason, you know, mm, and that's right. I think yep. I think extracting the system out and putting it as the exosystem is a way more mm-hmm. well streamlined. And the only the only way you can get those perks is you have to do those yeah, specific yeah, yeah, runs yeah, to get them. So it's even more incentive to do the other. Yeah, I think the system the works, other modes. works great. And you referenced you guys talk a little bit about selling packs and stuff like that. You know, I even saw online people were like, I would buy I would buy a DLC for this game. You know, the the community seems pretty open on that. So no confirmed plans for DLCs. It's kind of just something you guys are floating around. Yeah, we're floating it around. It's there's other ideas we have for DLC too, but it would be things that should be separate from the like we don't want to sort of add like a new realm and then pay for it to where it then splits the user base. Like we'd have to allow, you know, non-host members to jump in and play that content. So there's some tricky things there and like the back end, I think that there's a way to do it, but they'd still have to download all of that, even though they didn't buy it. And then um, they may just jump in with games that people have bought that, that content already. So we're thinking about how, like what type of content we could sell if we end up doing anything like that. And we have some ideas it's still up in the air, to be honest. I think that's how Walkabout does it, too. You know, the, Correct. The they do host it that way. One owns it, the other can play it. So when you download the game, whether or not you own the DLC packs, you're downloading all of the courses, and then when you buy it, it just gives you access to it. Yep. I think that's a good way. It, it doesn't, like, get the community upset because, oh, now I can't play with my friends, and, you know, we had to spend $10 total just to play, or, you know, $10 mm-hmm. each, whatever. So that's a good compromise, but I like that you guys are kind of taking it Step by step, not committing to anything. No, it, it sounds like yeah. a very um very laid out, well laid out mm-hmm. plan for the the future. And I from what I'm hearing, I, I have no comment on shit because I totally trust this team to Yeah. They're going in directions I never even thought of. So <laughs> So the the first time we did a co op run, I was like, This game is going to be a hit. I was I was even excited for it when it was showed off at the MetaQuest showcase earlier this year too. I just love co op gaming. It and then playing it, I was like, oh, yeah, this one's going to be a hit. But for yourself, you know, the reception of the game has been pretty good. It, when you look at the amount of reviews it's already gotten. <laughs> pretty damn good. You look at the leaderboard numbers. You look at the Discord activity. The reception seems pretty good. But, you know, were you expecting it to be as big of a hit as it's been? We had no idea what to expect, <laughs> to be honest. Um, you hear things, you know, certain games did this or certain games did that or, you know, there are this many headsets out there or, but you really, honestly, you don't know. Um, we had some early, we gave out keys early to, you know, guys like you and then other content creators and then just hope for the best. Like we, we trusted in the product. We, we, we liked the game. We thought other people would like the game, but you never really know until people play it and, and go out there and, and voice their opinions about it. And a lot of the content creators really enjoyed it and they put out some good content. I think that really helped us generate a little bit of buzz and hype leading up to launch and people seem to like the aspect of playing co-op in VR and a a co-op focused game and running through dungeons over and over. So it seemed like the core of the game was interesting to enough people and that came out and yeah, the reviews have been really positive. The, a lot of the negative reviews are things I think around, you know, bug fixes that we have coming out very, very soon. So. We've addressed a lot of the issues that people run into and some of those things we just didn't catch, you know, during QA and when the game comes out and it's more at large and at scale and it's growing every day, then we have more reports of certain issues that 
we've had to address, but the community has been amazing. I, I think the coolest thing about one of the coolest things about the game is the community that has been built around it. I've, I've read a lot of reviews where players have jumped in and they played with random people and they had a great time. And that, that, the idea of like your community going toxic or there's <laughs> bad things going on like that. And there's, we don't want to build that at all. And I think having like a $30 price sort of like helps with a lot of that. And the community has been, I think, really patient with us as well. And, but just so supportive and as you know, gone out, gone out and talked about the game with other players or other people and their friends to try and get them to play. And it's, so we also want to continue to add value back by, you know, supporting the game long-term and addressing issues. And we're just figuring out the right balance there where we can get back into development, but also pay attention to those, to the community and keep the game alive and interesting. Well, so the nice. reception has been great. I, <laughs> the team was very happy and we're very, uh, you know, jazzed to get back to it and, and work on new things. And are you able to say what some of those bug fixes that, you know, you're, that you're going to be putting out soon or ones that you, you mm-hmm. know, issues that you missed, uh, what those exactly are? Yeah. There's a big one right now with certain keys can't be picked up. And that's like a, a host networking join issue that has been fixed. You know, you could drop the batteries and the dungeon raid into a pit and they don't respawn in your <laughs> SOL. <laughs> um, that sucks, <laughs> but that's been fixed. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a big list of fixes and some players may not have ever encountered and things that we were able to go through and, and we caught along the way, or, you know, we've done bandwidth optimizations. So, you know, it shouldn't take as much networking, uh, bandwidth to run the game. And so, you know, it should be faster in certain ways connecting. So a lot of nice quality of life fixes. There's, there isn't any new content. There's some, been some really subtle fixes, I think on like the, the end, um, the weapons, like some of the models and materials, but new content will come until the next day, which is targeted around holiday this year. We're going to have something then we'll be announcing Ooh. some of that stuff pretty soon, but this first updates more of like bug fix quality of life. And then holiday, we're going to have something else. That's quick, which is more <laughs> exciting. Yeah, dude, d- we, we never encountered those bugs, <sighs> but do you remember when uh, I was, I almost felt, well, I did fall off the edge, but I, I was falling off the edge with the battery in my hand and mm-hmm. last second I chucked threw it, it yeah. I threw it onto the <laughs> ledge. Awesome. We just, landed, we, well, we assumed if you drop it in a pit, yeah. it's gone forever. That was my assumption about it. And so luckily we never encountered it, but I was damn close. Like I was at the edge and I was like, no, it was like, yeah, it was like nice. slow motion. It was like movie. Yeah. Well, this game gets those great moments. You know, you jump yep. on something from a distance, you slash it as you're going down, oh, you know, no. how when we started playing, like how hell bent were you on? Like, I'm going to jump down and what you jumping off chains and shit. Oh my God. The highest, <laughs> if there's an enemy below and we were a high distance, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to movie this. I'm going to jump down. And for a while I was trying to go down stabbing like that. Yep. And I died every time. And then one time <laughs> I went down and I did the swinging motion and I caught him and I lived. I had like 12 health left. He was dead. Yeah. I was like, I did it. Oh, it was I was so though. happy. It was glorious. <laughs> So no, the game is just again the loop is fun. It, it gets these organically hilarious I'm, and I'm fun moments. I'm blown away at how much it it has gotten a hold of me. And um, I've been doing some in, you know self speculation about leveling. Obviously, it's pretty clear in the game. You level up, the game gets more difficult. My impression is that there's no back end stats like attack power or damage besides your exo points. You know that that you equipped with the perks or weapon. Yeah. Stat. Is the only thing that happens when you level up 
the game gets harder and you unlock the ability to, to get new perks. Is it correct? correct? There's nothing else in the back end. Yeah, we don't have like a you leveled up at a point to strength or dexterity <laughs> yeah. or some other hidden. You don't get more health or anything. Your health is the same through the whole game. Mm-hmm. And that we, we had talked about at one point, you know, adding we had like a heart system like Zelda or like Half-Life, Alex, Minecraft, whatever, you know, at one point. And that was sort of hard to read, but we were able to add more health easily over time. And that gets hard to to balance as well. So we just kept it the same and kept, you know, all the damage coming from the weapon. So as you level up, you are finding the weapons and so you're, you know, by chance and by just playing more, you have more opportunity to, to get stronger. And then you're also using the weapons more. So you just get better over time. You learn more moves and you learn how to use the bow and, and how to aim with the crossbow or how certain things work in co-op better than others, certain situations. And so there's a lot of that going on. So where you have to, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, no, that was my suspicion that it, it just scales up in difficulty yeah. and, and loop, but there's no backend stats and, and stuff like that. And again, I, I actually like it that way. It keeps it raw for, to your skill. For this, yes. Yeah. There are other, we want, one of the things we definitely learned early at Oculus was like this, this idea of low mental load is this concept we put, we, we pushed a lot of two, like a couple of things, like presence, the idea of this is early Oculus days where we wanted to put players into VR and let them forget. Like it's so immersive. And I think some of the best VR experiences are the ones that are really, really immersive. Like, let me, like when you play Half-Life, Alex, you are her, you're in this other world. It's really immersive. So presence is important. And then you have this low mental load where you don't want to think about what buttons I have to push. I don't want to think about, you know, all of these stats. I don't want to read a lot of things. So we really tried to simplify these systems and streamline them as much as possible. And that was sort of a challenge taking something that like a, like a Diablo or an action RPG game where it is a lot of like stats and, and comparing things and holding up your team. Hey, I'm reading all my stats. And, you know, we did waiting around in VR sucks as well. Like <laughs> it seems like time moves differently when you're in VR and. So we really tried to streamline a lot of these, these systems and just keep them super simple. And most people like that. And then other people, people, I think want more detail. They want more options. They want more, you know, crafting or, you know, options there. So, but that was just our design philosophy. So keep it simple. I think the recipe again for this works. I mean, there's certain games where, yeah, I want character stats because it's yep. fitting with yep. the, mm-hmm. the game, but what you have offered and the ability to get it. I mean, it's pretty, and I, and I agree. I don't want to, I don't want to be in VR and have to go right, left, right, up, down, you know, A, B, C to, to pull something off. I want to do it naturally. Yeah. Naturally. In yeah. my me, life now, like gripping something mm-hmm. feels natural. Well, right, you, right. If you're killing an enemy, it's because, you know, you were able to hit him. It's not a situation where no matter how much you hit him, you got a good thumb. Yeah. You know, right. unfortunately your attack power is too low. That guy's just going to, it's not like that at all. Like it, there's so much of it is just your skill. So I, I appreciate that. I, I like it a lot. And a question that I've seen a lot of people asking, this is probably just because they love the game and they want to, you know, their friends to experience it and stuff like that. Is there plans to bring the game to other platforms like PC VR or PlayStation VR? Yeah, that definitely comes up probably number one. That's our <laughs> top question. And we'd love to. We'd love to get it. We built the game to be, you know, wildly accessible. You know, just anyone could play it. It's got a, there's no blood or gore in it. So it's rated 10 and up or 13 and up or something like that. 
really want as many people to play it as possible. But, you know, we are a small team as well. So we're, we have to prioritize how those things work. If we start, if we add another SKU, then it's, we have to maintain that support and we're adding a whole new group that we have to maintain and up, upkeep this level of quality and polish that we are aiming for. And we also would want to, I think we could just take what we have, put it on steam under early access or something like that. And, but the visuals would represent that of like a quest two or really a quest three, we could turn on the quest three enhancements on, on PC and would people be okay with that? Or are we going to be res- hearing a lot of this game looks like shit because it's got <laughs> mobile visuals, you know, um, we would like to do it right. Like we'd want to go back through the game, add real time lighting, add some good post effects, update the models, you know, and that's just a lot of work and it's, you know, we could probably work with an outside studio to help us port those things, but currently we're just not at that place. Like we're, we're working on improving the base game, fixing the issues. I think we've got through a lot of that now with our next update and then work on building, you know, in a update cadence that works well for us, our development side and like delivering, you know, new updates and features that we think will make the game better. And we will revisit those other platforms when, when it makes sense for us as a team. Well, well, as an Oculus user, I am not upset no. at all about any of this news. So, and I personally, to... I I just love the Quest as well. I think it is, yeah, yeah. I, I it's just a great piece of hardware. And uh, once I saw standalone years ago, that was it. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's what, where it's going. That's just what it is. That's what we use standalone yep. VR only. So definitely, that question was more for the VR community than myself. Sure, I'm perfectly sure. happy using it on oh, my I, Quest. I get three. it. Seeing people talk about it, and your friends are talking about, it, but you don't have a Quest. Get know? a get a Quest. I guess you know that's the way. Yep. There's no, some people think that this game is you know <clears throat> technically it's exclusive right now to Quest, but legally it's not exclusive. Yeah, it's, it's just by by that's the way the cookie crumbles internally. Yep, we decided know? to focus on one platform. Because we're a small team, but I That's get it. that too. I'd rather. I think it's totally fair. The game's been out a month, not even a month. Yep. Mm. Let yep. the game come out. Let the studio take six months, a year, get it to where they, you know, no bug issues left yep. on the the radar. Yep. You add the content that you want, and then start to explore that stuff. Give them a time to to breathe. But then you got people like me that play. Let them have a party, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but then, of course, there's people like me. I play the game. We sit down in that that section with the chairs that you can have your player sit, and there's yep. like the tankards with the mugs over there, and there's the the beer tap that doesn't pour beer, but my brain's <laughs> instantly going, I want it to pour beer. So instantly, you know, I, it's so it's selfish. Ale, brother. <laughs> yeah, for it's it's so selfish for me as a consumer, or it could even be mead. Uh, you know, a great game comes out, it's been out for a month, and I'm instantly like, what else could I add? But that's unfortunately the way the brain goes. Has there been, ever been thought to lean a little bit more into those social features, like that little bit of sitting around by the the fire, pouring beers, or I saw people saying, hey, can I trade with my friends? Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's definitely, if we have a big feature in mind, hopefully next year that we, well, that would be when we would target the release of this. So we're putting together some plans there and something we've been thinking about for a long time, like we thought maybe we could get something like this out for lunch and didn't make it. And I don't think we needed it for lunch, but it'd be a good update. And it's nice to hear that, you know, other players are maybe wanting that or could see that being part of the games that it makes sense. It doesn't feel like this other thing that doesn't fit. It's, it should feel like a natural addition to the game. So it's the social things are really cool. Like, I think we want to continue to push on things like that. It's, I think a lot of people will jump in just in interact with other players, of course, their friends, but 
even if, you know, if the community continues to stay where it's at, which is, I, it just seems like such a nice group of people playing the game and interact with each other, then adding something like that, like a, maybe a larger space where players can interact would be something that I think a lot of people would enjoy. And we have fun building it because of those reasons. That's well, something even, we're thinking about. You know, I, I have the want, I want these features, but I don't have the <laughs> solution of how exactly it, you know, to implement it. You know, I've been yep. even thinking about it. I'm like, well, if you sat around there and there's all three of you at the table, what if you could like pre-plan your dungeon run a little bit? But I'm like, well, you can already see the map over there. So I, I have the want, but I don't, I don't even quite understand you don't exactly. know what you want. I don't know how, I don't know what I want. I don't know how I want to see right? incorporated. You want only something, that, but don't know what it, it is you want. A hundred percent. You're just looking for another reason to. To, to be able to go in there well because imagine if we could not not required you could still do a done dungeon run perfectly fine without it but imagine if just to hang out we could take five minutes before the run and look at a map of the dungeon and, and pre-plan some some route or something i don't know what but there's you almost need a little there. bit more information to where it's like oh i def- definitely want to bring my my bow this time or i'm definitely going to you know load up with this this time and you know i think i definitely know what you mean and We've had similar ideas and then the community wants like a dungeon master mode and all these cool features. And how do we, how, how would we do that without, you know, we just got to figure some of that out, you know, mm-hmm. th- those are all the things we want to do as well. It's like, oh yeah, we, <laughs> we sit around all the time and brainstorm and we've, you know, the amount of things that got into the game is just a tiny fraction of the things we definitely talked about and wanted to do for the, la- the last couple of years. So. A dungeon master mode. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. Well, it's yeah. bittersweet to me because so much of what the game is special for is the random. So if somebody pre-made sure. the dungeon too, it's still great, but it's great for other other reasons. But you know that there would be like top community shared dungeons like, oh, this dungeon mapper is the best, man. Go check out, you know, yep. swords yep. of whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of potential there as well. Oh, they- it's it's kind of endless potential. It's just, I just have faith that whatever comes into the game moving forward is mm-hmm. going to be equal to or a better, a better, which is already a great experience, but I just don't see any downslope to it at all. No, and hearing Ryan talk, you can tell everything that they go to add, they're talking it over, they're making sure it well, works with the game we want to do I'm, it right. You know, I mean, we know a lot about development teams and we've spoken to a shit ton of them, but this is a very rare team to me where it's made up of people who have actually been, you know, not just developing games and working on technology, but working on it for a company who has actually changed the way, you know, the, the masses can have VR now. So it's, it's a very unique, so they, there's inner knowledge to that, mm-hmm. you know, we and, call it the secret hooded gathering of people that make or break your games for, for Oculus <laughs> The mighty secret, the Illuminati of Oculus. But no, to to have a, a, a even a few people on a team that have that ability to have that background is is just different. It's well, not again. You see the experience when it's and just a fun game. They enjoy playing games, right. so it's even better because they want to play games and to be able to play to want to play your own game is is pretty impressive. Dude, I'm mind blown that he's still encountering new dungeons <laughs> and new new layouts. That's insane. Yeah, but Ryan's not dying. So. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's a good point. He's <laughs> yeah. probably completing. You counter whatever you want. I'm, I'm pretty confident Ryan is not that. He's probably clearing it. Uh, and you know, you mentioned that the staffs were the game solution to magic. That's how you're going to incorporate the magic. Mm-hmm. Boom, the staffs. 
Has there been talk to expand magic into other weapons? Like I saw people speculating like magic gloves to shoot spells or. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll talk about the gloves because I've been wanting some, some gauntlets for a long time. <laughs> and I think it's, and I think this could solve a lot of the, it could be like multiple mm-hmm. weapons in one. And that's sort of what we're looking at too. Like how can we consolidate a lot of ideas that make, that people are wanting. Now we have to address everything, but you know, it's got to align with our plans and like our systems. And then okay, this makes sense. And gauntlets you could you well with our system you can equip any you know either side or whatever um you have two you know left and right holsters so you can say i want a glove on my left or my right or both um you could have ones that you know you could punch enemies you know or pull the trigger and become wolverine so blades <laughs> come out or something cool like that you could pull you could make and these could be like different perks right so one perk could be a, a small shield so you pull the trigger and the shield comes out so i know people want like one-handed shields and then also like a magic staff. So they could do something like that because right now the shields are all in your back. So you can't take that and a staff or, you know, a bow and, uh, or like a crossbow and a shield. You can't do that. So if you had something like it was just on your hand, then you could do that. And then you could absolutely have, you know, the Thanos glove and have gems on the top, just one. And you could shoot fireballs or something like that. So you could totally put magic into like a magic gauntlet and then have to replace the gem. So and that would also so allow you to do, you know, like there's the ways to do that. So Assassin's Creed hidden blade too. Yep. You know, I think it's kind of not important, but it's a nice, it'd be great for the zombies. You could do that. <laughs> yeah. They get close <laughs> to them. I always feel like players enjoy in these games when there's Easter eggs, you know, you mentioned like the Thanos glove or mm. if you had like the hidden blade or I referenced, I joked earlier, like a, a lightsaber, you know, I think those type yep. of, uh, call outs and and references easter eggs are are always a nice random loot treat to find in this game but i did see a lot of people asking about gloves so i think that's a a great one yeah because people want to box the mm-hmm. they want to box the, the enemies dude imagine yep. pulling the i won't lie i've wanted to i've i've used my weapons to even the shield the first mm-hmm. time i got a shield i'm like let me see if can i beat people with it yeah <laughs> well if you hit people with the hilt of your sword it's kind of like a melee weapon mm-hmm. like a, a fist right? right but no imagine holding your fist out and then like a crossbow pops out and you shoot like that oh my goodness little mini yeah (laughs) so much potential with it so i I love a lot of stuff with that one um i know it's hard to comment specifically but is there any other weapon types that you can say that you know not that you're going to add but that you as a consumer going into the player side of you (laughs) would like to see added into the game yeah i think you could do like a what are they morning stars we have the the spike ball on the chain and you could swing that around. That would be cool with the physics system, you know? So that, and then maybe it's, you know, also like a, oh, what kind of class of weapon that would be, you know, like a, almost like a whip or something too. You could maybe do something like that. Spears and javelins, people are asking for a lot. So like a two-handed pole. Um, I mean, they have this, the melee stick already. I don't know why they want the pole. <laughs> so we'd make like a cool like a, a cool two-handed staff you know with the, like a spear or something like that you can have like tridents and all sorts of weapons like that so there's a lot we could do um the gauntlet's probably my favorite that i would like to really push and try and add something like that so well it makes sense you, you play the game enough you want something on your hand so i totally get it and i well, think it, people just want a long staff so they can be like that monk like a classic you know yeah, monk with a yeah. long staff and woo you know start going crazy because the game lets you grab anywhere on each weapon so mm-hmm. if you had like a long staff you could start to get good at twirling it and i was gonna say there'd be people that would behind the back you know going over yep. the shoulder oh my goodness or nunchucks and i i saw people on 
on Reddit and the Discord asking about swinging weapons. So I, I definitely think that'll be a a big community liked one. Imagine swinging the the yeah exactly the ball and chain. Oh my goodness, uh, the, the ball and chain. Yeah, nunchucks. I might be like nunchucks would be a little crazy. That might be but, the first one out of um. Not that it's a real scenario, anyways, yeah. but just you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of glossed over it, but one I got one more big question, and then we can we can let you. I think we could hold you hostage for several more hours just talking Dungeons of Eternity easily. But I just don't. I haven't been looking at the clock on this one. I'm like, you know, <laughs> if I don't, look, we, I don't yeah, we can talk however long you guys want. <laughs> uh, again, the game's co-op. Is there plans for PvP, or is that nothing you guys can commit on right now? Uh. We've definitely thought about that in terms of we have a lot of the tech there already. It seems like we could probably put that together. It was interesting to hear the community feedback on that. There are people that talk about wanting PvP, and then you hear a lot of pay- players saying they don't want that. They want to just keep it co-op and because that's what the game is. And I'd have to agree with that side to where that's just what this game is. I think if we ever did PvP, and I'm not now <laughs> saying anything, but I think it'd have to be like a separate skew altogether. Like it's its own app or game because it's like a different thing. And maybe it's a free to play, you know, PVP thing, but not to say we'll never do that with Dungeons of Eternity, but I, I think it's, it's a co-op game. So I agree. Like Demio did with Demio Battle or is doing with Demio Battles. You know, yep. I think that Demio is a co-op game for PVP. Now it's, it's, it's got its own title. I think that's it's the correct thing. way to do it. Yeah. I think what makes Dungeons of Eternity special is being able to go in. Yeah, the the formula being used is it's good. Mm-hmm. It's nice and spicy. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I I'm hooked. I'm hooked on on dungeon <clears throat> rounds again. Getting loot doesn't get old to me. But no. what happens when you run out of uh, aesthetics to unlock? You got all of your clothes, all of your faces. Do you just unlock another weapon in place? You'll of just where- keep unlocking weapons. Then at that point, the you can max out all the cosmetics. There's a finite number and then mm-hmm. the weapons will just continue to generate new weapons forever. Understood. That's what I that was. My theory. I was like, every time I'm getting a cosmetic, it's nice. I love unlocking it. And then it's also nice where I go mentally. I go, that would be a weapon instead is what I think to myself. Yeah. Um, so technically, eventually you will unlock everything, but to get to that point, you have to get to level 50, which on average, I'd have to really look at the back end, like time played, but it's on estimated. 50 hours 50 to 60 hours depending on many factors that's just like a rough guess but depending on how much xp you get from you know dungeon runs and the amount of dungeons you'd have to do that it takes around that long so you run out of things to collect but you have put in maybe 80 hours of play time at the (laughs) at that point so by then hopefully we've you know you still find fun in other ways or we we add more styles to the weapons and other content that Keeps, uh, keeps you interested you know even if we weren't getting loot i think it would still be fun just going in and doing a 30 minute 40 minute dungeon run easily the game is just it's it's a fun gameplay loop but for yourself with there being three game modes currently you know we've been we focus mainly on dungeon dungeon runs, yeah. the raids uh for yourself do you have a favorite mode definitely dungeon raid it's that's the classic mode i think over time the other two modes will just improve by like, like Crystal Hunt's supposed to be more puzzles and, and traps, but we didn't ship with that many puzzles and trap rooms. So as we add more of those, that, that mode itself will probably just change just automatically to where you now you're going into the rooms you're seeing now are more traps and slower paced. And it's more like a 
get the crystal and escape sort of Indiana Jones, like get into the temple and leave mm-hmm. type of thing. And then we can, you know, over time even play with different layouts there relatively easily to where maybe it's not one hub, maybe it's two hubs or three hubs and you have to collect the crystals. And, and because I think everyone's favorite mode is dungeon raid. I think that's what makes the game, but those are the more interesting modes. And, but I do like getting, I like the final battle and crystal hunt. I think we can improve that over time too, or have more variation there. But yeah, as we add more traps and puzzles, that'll change. And then soul harvest, I think, well, we have some interesting ideas on how to continue to improve that as well. But that's a quick, like, get in, play a little horde mode type game mode, and then hop out. And that's, that was kind of the idea with that mode. Something else to do. But we can improve that one over time as well. Well, and I, I kind of also like for time commitments, we've kind of figured out what size dungeon and how long it'll take before we even play it. And then the other run, like doing an XO run, we kind of figured out how long it'll take. And yeah, same thing. And, and, so on and so on. so it makes it it's good because mm-hmm. not everyone can spend an hour and dude sometimes because we're completionists when we do dungeon runs if we pick a big dungeon it's like we are not missing a room even if we have to even if it's a situation where there was a chest at the beginning but yeah. we didn't pick up a key <laughs> you run all the way back how <laughs> we we will go all the way back <laughs> does not matter so we can be in it that's for, why i love finding a map you know, uh-huh. if I can get the map cube, it's essential because then I get, I'm so OCD about making sure I hit every room, but seeing that the open chest and the rooms that you hit already, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like nice little checkpoints. Check yeah. Man, the, the map was a big, uh, good, great addition to the game. It seems obvious, but we, we did have like an older map system before that to where you could just tap your wrist and it would pop up like a 2D map. And it was only, it was somewhat useful, you know, just kind of seeing where you're at, but really wanted to have some. So then we went back and forth. Do we need, do you need a map? Is it all about exploration? And you're just kind of lost. And then we, we had a lot of requests for maps and is there ever going to be a map? Like don't know where to go. And <laughs> so we just bit the bullet and said, let's go and try and implement this idea that we had for a map, which was what's in the game now to where you could, there's this techie thing to where you can look at it yourself, but then you could share it as well. And throwing it on the ground and sharing it was oh, this is, this worked out way better than we thought it was going to. And then we put the little chest and it's that, oh, we've been here. I've seen this one open and it worked out really well to kind of give a bit more understanding and, and value, I guess, to the dungeon. It felt like a real, like consolidated place that we were exploring and we can find everything and feel like we've, we've discovered it all, but we have to find this map first and then we have to work together. And it's just these little natural, you know, social moments that happen. I think that that was a surprise to us when we made that map be like shareable that how fun that ended up being and how much value it added to the exploration and game. No, I, I love agree. It. I love it. It's essential. <laughs> even, even if we know where we're going in the mm-hmm. dungeon, because sometimes yeah. I can pre-memorize the, the routes and we find a map, we're still throwing it underground. Yep. It's just cool. No reason not to. Yeah, seeing yeah. the holograph pop up. And the, I also love look that. At it. Even if it is in the guy's, your partner's hand, that you, you can, can still, still see it. it. It's just yeah. smaller, you know? I, mm-hmm. I, like, I like expanding. Yeah, open, great feature, though. Uh, but before we let we let Ryan go here, you know, did you have any other questions that we didn't get to? Oh, my God, dude. I know. I, it's well, a good a, one. A, we have to get Ryan back on sometime. We can do that, too. Because, you know, yeah, I, when that first it, content update's ready, yeah, you know, we'll I, get you I back on be there. Sure we'll talk about that. So we got sure. years worth of shit to talk about. Now, I actually like that you, you brought up Gauntlet a couple of times. I'm, I was an old school Gauntlet player. 
So it's like I I kind of get that same feel with the the dungeon because I've always mm-hmm. thought like why isn't someone made a gauntlet? And I'm like, well, how would you actually do it? So, <laughs> yeah. And that's what yeah. we ran into as well. It's like oh, it seems easy yep. enough. Like it's familiar. We know how we could put together a gauntlet game, but then other oh, things that just don't work in VR. Yep. <laughs> well, so we had to this one figure that out. Is is very well put together. Works very well. I encourage everyone oh, who likes co op gaming go get Dungeons of Eternity. You know they got a great community, like you said, people that yep. play with randoms. Helpful. Yep. Yeah. You can really go nice. join. Our Discord, you can find matches, but more importantly, go join the Dungeons of Eternity yeah. Discord. Go find, you know, some some players to play with, and also stay in the loop of what's coming. You guys have done some uh, no shortage of content coming for the the game. Yep, I saw some community contests already too. So yep. it sounds like you have a lot in the works with community engagement. So definitely go check out their Discord. And more importantly, Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time talking with yeah. us. Like I said, we'll definitely get you back. Very on. excited for this one. One of uh, one yeah, of this the was best. a lot of fun, guys. Yeah, let's definitely do it again. One of the best releases of the year. Easily. Easily. It's going to be a hard one to beat for the best co-op game of the year. It's it's very fun. So hats off to you. Hats off cool. to the Thank whole you. team. I'm glad at, you guys like it. Yeah, the, the whole team at Other Gate, you guys, you all crushed yeah. it. So round of applause to everyone. Hopefully they get some downtime in the future. Yes, well deserved, but it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like that they no. have <laughs> endless <laughs> ideas of th- <laughs> things to come. Uh, because of people like me, you released a great game and then instantly we're like, hey, can you add this? Can you add this? Can you add this? And you love it and you want to add it too. So it's tough. We'll figure but, out the balance you know, there. Yeah. I can't wait to see what comes. And again, thank, thank you so much for for taking the time with us, Ryan. For the listeners, go check out Dungeons of Eternity. Go join rate their five Discord. five stars, four stars. Yeah, rate it five stars in the store. Whatever the max is in the store. <laughs> Any bugs you encounter, the fixes are coming soon. And They're other coming. than that, uh, rate us five stars, subscribe. Other than that, enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Ciao, ciao. See ya.